What was he wearing is what I want to know. I want to know if he had it coming. And thank you again for downloading this brand new podcast. Joining me this week is a cavalcade of various LGBT podcasters, and in no particular order, simply in you know clockwise around my screen. First, we have joining us this week from the Cocktails and Cream Puffs podcast. It's Joey. Hello, everybody. And following Joey, next to him, right in the top, our upper left, right corner, weighing in at 130 pounds, it's Seder from the Seder Spear podcast. Jesus Christ, are you right out of an Up With People tour? <laughs> 130 pounds? My ass. <laughs> Hey, and, hey, I weighed 100 when I was 18. Thank you very much. <laughs> and following next to continue in from, from the other corner, all the way from the great state up north, it's that blue jeans guy, David. Hello. In the middle, for no particular reason, we have JT from Real Men Wear Pink in the JT Online podcast. I don't think I've ever weighed 130 pounds. <laughs> and finally, Wait, JT's all in this week. That's great. And finally, the guy from down south, way down south, the guy with the deep, sexy voice, it's Arthur from Emerins. Good day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that hurt. It did. Thank you for joining me once again. And everyone, welcome Joey to the, uh, to the concord of uh, individuals. I heard the show last week, and I, I wish I could be there, but I was celebrating um, marriage equality in New York, and I seriously was doing something show like that and couldn't make it. And um, I thought you guys did so great, and I was like, oh, my God, I really wanted to be part of that, and here we are. Well, well, awesome. Well, thank you. Well, speaking of doing so great, uh, I have a big announcement. There was somebody do, do, do. Yes, you have I, to poop? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> How low, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, and so beneath us. But uh, no, actually, uh, a big announcement. Poop we are actually is. going to be featured on, and I can't believe how the hell this happened, the No Agenda stream. Yes, folks, we have been blessed by the actual Podfather to be on his No Agenda streaming network. So this Week in Gay will be featured on the No Agenda show stream. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Everybody clap. Yay! I'm confused because your show notes here said no on no agenda stream. Thank oh. you, Adam Curry. Oh, no, no, no. Well, my show notes are wrong. Let me change them. Should that be now? <laughs> now. Should be now on the no agenda stream. Okay. So, oh, God, we now like I feel bad for... Up for referendum or something. No, actually, I, feel... I, I emailed him and he actually emailed me back. i like, oh my God, I'm talking to an actual MTV VJ. <gasps> So it's it's yeah. So we are actually going to be featured on his show, and he said, "Yeah, we're good to go." So thank you, Adam Curry. Um, we've been blessed. Thank you, Adam. Yay! Thank you, Adam. And so, I egged his house based on those notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like to say that while he was a, a VJ, I did dirty, dirty things to myself. Oh yeah, you know what's amazing? He still has his hair. It's like oh, damn, hair. damn him. He looks he looks just like he did twenty years ago. So. 
All right. Mm. So you can check him out at the no agenda show.com and the no agenda stream.com and whatnot. And uh, we welcome any listeners that happen to be picking up the show from there. Also being said, uh, you can also pick up the show at uh, currently thisweekingay.com. And I have fixed the CAPTCHA problem with submitting two forms. So if you would like to send your thoughts on the show, you can do that now. And the CAPTCHA should be working correctly. So thank you, Arthur, for letting me know about that. Well, it's more listeners let me know. So. <laughs> well, thank the listeners for letting you know, which let me know. And yeah, so we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, that being said, too, uh, we are we are asking if you guys are interested for a theme song. Sorry to have a makeshift garage band theme song that I'm using for this, but if any of the listeners would like to create a little ditty, I know some of you guys are really talented out there and uh, would like to generate something. Um, preferably uh, something instrumental, but singing is okay as well. But uh, if you would like to send a theme song, please send us a theme song at uh, info at thisweekingay.com. Uh, and I'll get to uh, begging for money later on in the show. So Can we go around in a group when theme songs come in and can we like tear them apart like I don't? That was horrible. It was horrible. I can't even imagine somebody sending such crap in. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. We could do a little uh, group vote, and, and then Anthony would be like, "I think it's great. It's something I can't do, and I think it's a wonderful thing." <laughs> and I loved it. It reminded me of my time when I was on Uranus and I was swimming in the stars. <laughs> so you're Paula then? Paula, you know, you're 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 an artist, and that artist is gonna come out in you, and you're gonna go far. You're gonna I be... felt that in my soul. And, and your outfit is wonderful. <laughs> All right, you know, we I do can't it? wait to see what she's gonna do on the X Factor. I'm just saying. Oh, really? Is Probably she gonna be on the? X-Factor? Yes, she's gonna be one of the judges on the X Factor. The the she's American be version. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing her and Simon reunited. That's going to be fun. I want her to do her reality show again. That was hilarious. Uh, I I I lost interest. It's so funny. It was a dance related program, and I just lost interest after the uh, after the uh, auditions because so they were you can't you can't dance. No, uh, no. Nigel wanted her on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, right. But uh, she did her own called Live to Dance. And the basic idea behind it was it, all the, the criticism had to be constructive. There were no nasty comments allowed. And it made the show so freaking boring. But then they also were picking like some of the stupidest acts to, to move forward in the next uh, phase of competition. So it's just like I lost interest pretty quickly. Drugs will do that. <laughs> yeah, well, in her case, though, they are legitimate. Uh, this is stuff just because people don't realize how much stress dance puts on your body uh, between your joints and your muscles. Uh, you got dancers who end up with just major uh, muscle and, and bone problems later on. Oh, believe and, me, I can tell you, I have knee issues because of my years as a, a dancer choreographer. So I, I believe me, oh, I can tell you. Yes. I didn't know you were that. Yes, that's what I do. I'm an actor and I choreograph and I dance. I might want to talk to you afterwards because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need a new uh, co-host for uh, So You Think You Can Dance Update. Oh, yeah, let's chat. Yeah, because, uh, um, uh, crap, 
Uh, Fade Driver <laughs> can only do like one more week. And um, if you watch the show, hey, let's talk afterwards. I haven't been, but I can watch it again. I sit there because I would critique them, and then my partner would be like, what, what are you talking about? And then they critique the same thing, and I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> oh, then we definitely need to talk. <laughs> Here I am pimping out my own show right on Anthony. So, well, that's whatever. Funny. That's fine. You can't get any more gay than talking about that show. What you is talking old- about Project Runway? That's true. That's, that's true. true. Well, what is now, old- I'd like to invite you to listen to my podcast, Project Runway. <laughs> 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 what is the ultimate gay show right now on TV? Uh, Please, Design probably. Star is about to come back on again, so that usually hits hits it pretty well right there. What what was that? I'm sorry, David. Design Star. Design Star? Yeah, and I think David, it looks like David Bromstad is hosting it this year or something. Uh, so I can know, honestly when tell you. New show start? Hmm? When does Glenn Beck's new show start? That might be the gayest thing on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just... Uh, That's the biggest abomination on TV. Exactly. Well, you know, Anderson Cooper's taking Oprah's spot. Oh, I think we have a winner. Yeah, yeah I, I'm go. excited about that. I'm actually excited about Big Brother. I don't know why I got into it last year, and I'm I'm addicted to it now. And it's like the dregs of society, yet I totally want to be on it. And I've been <laughs> following the guy from season 10 who now does porn. Oh, my God. Oh, Really? Oh, the big oh, brother guy, yeah. Steven Daigle. Oh, I, I need him on my show. I need him on everything of me right now. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I oh, I'm all over him. Well, you know, uh, having a podcast is a great way to approach a porn star, so. <laughs> You're damn right. I, I, I will get, ho- come hell or high water, he will be on my show. Can I, can I interview you for my podcast? <laughs> so, there you go. Right. Well, not, uh, no. Let's uh, let's jump into some of the news here because we we only have a certain amount of time. But uh, needless to say, we have a shitload of news to go through this week. And uh, real quick, Joey, since you were in the battleground state last week, how was it? How was it? Tell us how was it when you were past marriage equality. Well, oh God, I've talked about this actually a lot on on my show also. Um, and let me tell you this. My, my senator um, was a new senator, and it was, his name is Senator Grisante, and he's a Republican. And it's a very Democrat district that I live in. And the last guy who was senator actually voted when they came up. Marriage equality came up last time, voted yes for marriage equality. But he didn't get reelected because he was a douche and nobody liked him. So for our district to get rid of a Democrat and put in a Republican – Granted, Grisanti was not a lifelong uh, Republican, but I, I'm taking a long way, but this is important. He, he uh, was a Democrat through most of his life, but when he was elected, he did campaign on saying that he was against gay marriage and could not be altered on his decision for that. But he, when he went into office and this question came up, he's a Republican, he's a Catholic, but he's also an attorney. And he did a lot of research on it, and he wasn't the deciding vote, but he did an amazing speech on why he did this. And he said, you know, above all, I am Catholic. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is me as an attorney looked at this and I and he said, there is no reason why these people, my constituents, my voters, the people who are paying their taxes should be denied a right that I have with my wife. And some people got really pissed at him because he flip-flopped. But the reality is, don't you want somebody who is elected in a country that is supposed to have a freedom of religion that is a separation from our state and he looked at it from a legal point of view, and he was elected. So yeah. long story short, 
this all happened really fast. And everybody says it took so long because they kept pushing back the vote, pushing back the vote. But it was something we were not even thinking would come up this year in New York. It was not even on our minds. And boom, all of a sudden it was on the agenda. It was supposed to happen one Friday and happened a completely Friday later. And my show was opening. We were in, in a final dress rehearsal and a, my Blackberry clicked off right before the show went. And I saw that the vote came through that I was following. I went up on stage and I announced it to everybody that, hey, we all have marriage equality is now in New York. So it's everybody's excited. We still don't know what to do. Um, it, it, let me tell you my big gripe, and I'd like everybody to chime in on this. Sorry if I'm taking up too much time, but no, it's a big no, deal. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one thing that really bothers me is I have a lot of people who have come up to me now and who are saying, oh, we're going to get married, and we're going to get married in this month, in a couple weeks, or we're going to get married, you know, once it's 30 days till this is legal. We're going to get married here. We're going to get married this. And it's people who never spoke of marriage ever. But now all of a sudden, because it's there, they're all racing to get married. And that bothers me because I think it invalidates, not invalidates, but it lessens everybody else who was planning on getting married, whether it was here in New York State or going somewhere else, or if they were going to go. It just, it kind of aggravates me that now because it's there, everybody's racing to do it. And what scares me and something I hate in the gay subculture is I knew so many people at clubs who would come up to me like, hey, um, hi, have you met my husband? Well, how long have you known him? We've been dating for two weeks. And they call him his, their husband. And I hate that. Like, it, it, it <laughs> burns on the side of my face because I think marriage is, is a promise that is a vow. It's forever. And, and he's not your husband. He's your trick for the moment. Yeah. really Yeah, you know, John and I have been together almost 12 years, probably 13 years by now. I haven't looked at the calendar lately. And to, to be honest with you, marriage – or, well – Civil unions just came legal in Chicago uh, June 1st, and it's, it's, it's almost, you know, it's, at this point, it's, you know, tw- after 12, 13 years, it's no big deal. Right. Yeah, well, I, think, I think there's a rush of people that want to do it simply because they want to get the statement out that, yeah, look at all the, how many people wanted this. And yes, would- but I think that's fine if you were already going to do that. Right. But right. not people who I know who, who have never talked about that in their life. And now they're like, why don't we get married real quick? And I think that is just – that's well, exactly what the heterosexual people were saying about destroying the, the institute of marriage. That's what you're doing by making it a fad thing. Well, this is a contract. Well, Joey, I, I would have to say to you that, you know, uh, I, I would say your concern is well placed. But what boils down to is each of those individuals need to make that decision for their own. And they need to live with the consequences that they decide. Because I'll tell you one thing, separating after you get married is not as cost effective as getting married. So, Well, I, I have said that in 30 yeah. days, we will have the first gay marriage in New York State. In 31 days, the first person will file for divorce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But I think that's actually purposely being done by one of the couples getting married because you have to get the precedence in there and you have yeah. to lay down the groundwork. And it, but, so that I understand. But I don't think these other people realize that this is different once you get married. I mean, it's we're talking joint New York State tax and other shit like that, people. You know, I, I, I hope people really realize what they're doing. I, I think that it's it, there's probably going to be an influx at first, but it'll probably die out after a while. And you know, I, the people that that you know get married are going to—I mean, that's that's their decision. They're going to have to live with the the decisions that they make. So, and New York is pretty solid. This isn't going to be like a Prop Eight thing because this was fully passed by our our 
Assembly. It was fully passed by our Senate. And we have precedent precedent setting legal cases before this happened where our Supreme Court of New York said this should be legal, but it's it should be a judgment based on on the um uh, on the on the legislation, not in the courts. So I mean, this is this is solid. I, I I don't see this being overturned. People may try, but this this isn't happening. Oh, it's so, I, I don't think it'd be overturned. <laughs> Does anyone else think that there's a chance of it being overturned? Yes, not really. Given the way that it would have to happen, um, it's practically impossible. Agree. I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I mean. We, we talked about this last week. What has to happen is they have to put a repeal bill or a, a repeal constitutional amendment, we'll put it that way. You know, if they want to go that route, it has to pass two times in successive. Um, was it? The, it has passed one time in the New York legislature, both houses by a majority vote. They have to have an election. Then they has to go through again and have a majority vote in both houses before it can be put on a ballot for the people's approval. So you're already talking a legislature that has already legalized it would be turning back right back around and force and basically voting against their own decision for a constitutional amendment. Simply it's not inconceivable, however, because if the Republicans are determined enough to take control of both houses of the legislature and the governor's mansion, then they've got a much better chance of pushing that sort of thing through. Yeah, but Whether or not is, they can do it is a whole other issue. It is almost inconceivable for the fact that the Assembly has not been Republican in years in New York State. I mean, it's it's so dominantly controlled by the Democrats that it's, it's, it's a strong stronghold. And I can't pick – I mean, let me tell you, Cuomo is king around here because what people don't realize is he not only – got that passed. We got rent control passed. We got some tax items passed. I mean, major shit got passed in, in this, uh, in this Senate this year. And what you guys not being from New York may not understand is a year and a half ago, we were the laughing stock of the nation because when <laughs> governor Patterson, who by and by and by, he took over after Spitzer spent a bunch of money on a hooker and he really was a good governor, blind as a bat, but a good governor. But what people don't remember is the Senate went crazy last year in New York, and that's when they nobody was coming to work to vote. He kept ordering them to come in. One person would come in to hold the gavel. They were fighting over the chair because whoever had the chair was in charge. I mean, we were really, like, uh, ridiculous a, a year ago. So it's amazing the amount of work they got done. But I, let me tell you, I honestly think – this could pave the way for Cuomo to be a future contender for president because of the shit that he pulled off. And I I never would have said that a year ago, but I really think he's definitely a possibility under the Democrat Party. Well, well any New York governor has to have that in mind because it's such an important state. I think his father, Spitz his father did, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think Spitzer could have been a contender if he didn't, you know, put his hoo-ha in the hooker's cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> Spitzer's a good-looking man, I have to say. There's something about those blue eyes of his. So Yeah, it's his bank account that's what's good-looking. Well, that too. <laughs> all right, well, congratulations, Joey. Make sure you send us all invitations to your wedding whenever you have it. So, But no need, no pressure to have a wedding if you don't want it. So We'll, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> all right, speaking of getting there, let's go to this. We haven't even touched any of the news stories yet, but let's talk about the first one, which is the American Medical Association comes out for marriage. Which way you lustrious, busterious individuals want to read this? 
Anybody? Don't jump. Yeah, I'll 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 do this one. Bueller, Bueller, hey, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> All right, yeah. thank you, David. All right. Um, in response to the vote in the New York Legislature, the American Medical Association has issued a call for the marriage equality across the United States via press release from Freedom to Marry. With the New York State now the sixth and largest state to extend the exclusion to pardon me to end the exclusion of same-sex couples from marriage, the American Medical Association adopted a policy position declaring that excluding same-sex couples from marriage is discriminatory, quote-unquote, and refer, reaffirming existing AMA policy to support relationship recognition of gay and lesbian couples as a means of addressing health disparities faced by those couples and their families. Quote, with this deliberate policy statement by the American Medical Association, the nation's doctors diagnose the pain and injury that exclusion from marriage inflicts on lesbian and gay couples, their children, and loved ones, and make clear that ending marriage discrimination is the cure, close quote, said Evan Wolfson, founder and president of Freedom to Marry. Quote, the AMA now joins every other mainstream public health organization in America in making the case for providing the freedom to marry and the critical safety net that comes with marriage to loving, committed, same-sex couples, close quote. Yay! Not people who just got married last week and now, hey, let's just get married. <laughs> well, I have Evan Wolf, and I, I got a chance to interview him once. He's a great guy, and he, he, is, he has such sound arguments on the whole marriage issue. But... Um, so what do we think of this in general? I mean, the American Medical Association, I mean, I never thought of the argument saying that it could be actually damaging for LGBT, you know, LGBT individuals not being able to marry. I mean, that would be an actually a, a somewhat decent legal argument, I think. What do you guys think? Well, it's none of the law's business about health outcomes. That That's a whole separate issue. The, the law only deals with things like equal access and stuff like that. And that's where the AMA is really coming from, I think. I, it took me a while to try to figure out what this was about. And I yeah, think what too. it is about uh, the partners of a, in, in a same-sex couple with where one is able to make the medical decisions for another who is incapacitated for whatever reason, for instance, or the right to visit each other in hospital. All of that affects health care outcomes. But it, quite frankly, it seems a bit of a stretch to me for AMA to be getting involved in the marriage debate at all. I mean, I approve, obviously, <laughs> but... It doesn't seem like it's part of their core issues to me. I'm kind of glad you said that. I'm kind of glad you said this because my first thought, and I didn't, again, don't want to be the Elizabeth Hasselbeck, but I thought, mind your own fucking business. Don't just hop in on the train now that, you, you know, something big yeah. happens, so you want to get yeah, the name of the guy. Where were they paper. before? Right. <laughs> You're not the only one who thought that. I mean, because it's, it's look, it, there's been medical things for years from the uh, American Psychological Association, which I made that up, but I think it's something real. Um, <laughs> but there have been things before that said that, you know, civil unions don't work, that marriage is a much more stable environment, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, this is nothing new. This is just them hopping in the paper and saying, hey, look, gays come to us. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think don't look the gift horse in the mouth, though. I mean, when you have um, any major organization like this stepping forward and saying, yeah, we're in favor of this. We feel like this is a good thing. Let's encourage this. Let's let's make it happen. I'm all for, you know, I, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I rarely ever look the gift horse in the mouth. 
Oh, I, I agree with you. It's just that if it had been a more relevant organization, I probably would have been more excited about it. But well, being the AMA, I was like, oh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I think what they're looking at is like in a holistic <laughs> kind of fashion. I mean, I know they're basically dealing with, you know, physical health, but there's also that thing of the mental aspect and, and dare I say, the spiritual aspect as well that, you know, the stress of, of feeling excluded and feeling like a second class citizen does have medical effects on the body. Well, and they, actually, that was my next question. I was going to say, AMA, do they deal with, with psychological at all? Certain. Does anyone okay, know? I don't know definitively, mm-hmm. but I do know that um, holistic concerns, you know, not separating body from mind um, is kind of the way that, that medical science is moving. Um, they, they, for a long time, kind of kept the two separate, but they're now beginning to see that there's a lot more of a link to it than they first realized. Right. Yeah. When my back is really tight, if I think about that muscle, I can get it loose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I there, have that there is, there, is a direct, there is a direct link in that psychiatrists have to be MDs. Right. Yeah. They have to be MDs uh, because they, they prescribe medicines. Whereas psychologists, can, some psychologists sometimes can do up to a certain schedule of drugs, but it's a very, very limited schedule that they can prescribe. I prefer psychologists because you don't just jump to the drugs. They make you get to the root of the problem first. Yeah. Yeah, but they're more expensive. True. They are, but. <laughs> I, I'm really cheap, so they're really expensive. Just give me no. the drugs, man. <laughs> Based on previous experience, I like to see, you know, a little work on the root cause before you put somebody, you know, on drugs. I, was, I don't even take an aspirin unless I have to. Yeah. Unless it's I, I recreational. Was, they tried to put me on several drugs. I was on Zoloft for a while and each of the drugs did something different to me. Um, and, and when I actually started going to therapy and started going full time, did I actually start getting to the core problems mm-hmm. of my mm-hmm. of my life? Yep. And, what a thought talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, sometimes you just need an hour just to bitch to somebody and then to tell you exactly, you know, that you're, you know, you are legit with your concerns. And, you know, I mean, I, I would say I was, I would never have been able to have my relationship that I've had for three years now if I didn't start going to therapy. So I owe part of my relationship a success to my therapist. Yeah, not to go off, you know, a tangent here, which we have, but um, the, the, uh, the drugs are a temporary solution. So you can, oh my, not my dogs, not my dogs. Because <laughs> my dogs always bark. Um, the the drugs get you through the first you know snow you know snow drift, and then after that you get rid of them and you know deal with the issues. Gotcha. All right. Well, speaking of issues, because I have no other way to segue to this next story, Facebook fails again by censoring an illustrated gay kiss. Who wants to read this one? Platypus. <laughs> Joey, since you spoke up first, you're going to have to read this. Oh, bitch. Um, <laughs> Just summarize it. You don't have to read the whole thing. It's a long article. Um, let me get it open. Sorry. Okay, Facebook has, uh, and I don't totally agree with this person's angle, but I'll read the article. Facebook has a horrible track record when it comes to censoring gay and lesbian kisses. Their policy is so bad, in fact, that this weekend they censored a kiss between two male cartoons. Two very hot male cartoons, but still. 
The image shows two <laughs> sailors, both men, kissing in Times Square under the words victory in New York. It obviously plays homage to the iconic VJ Day in Times Square photograph taken by Alfred Einstead. Is it Einstead? Whose enough. Life magazine photo has repeatedly been imitated in movies and broader culture during moments of celebration. Okay, look, let's just stop it there. So basically, this is something that we've hit a problem with with Facebook in the past, where anytime there's male male kissing, uh, and I'll say more male male than lesbian kissing, many times it'll get taken down because they see it in an obscene image. Um, I'm just going to say this and everybody else can comment on it. I know with Del Shore, who is a writer and a director, he and his husband had a picture of themselves up there kissing. And Del raised a huge stink on Facebook when they took down his picture. But then he did a couple other tests. And the reality is, the problem really is, is it's so unregulated. Sometimes it comes down. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it, it does. Sometimes it goes down for straights. It's all different things. So I think the problem is, is just not one person isn't regulating it and they don't have a true guideline. So I take it to the floor. Well, the article said, said essentially that, that the problem is that they have bots that do some of it and also real people who do it. And they, they're alleging that it's some homophobe who took it down. Well, you don't know that. That's, that's a huge stretch without knowing the background of the person who actually did it. You can't, or even if there was a person, right. you can't say that it was a homophobic person. What you can say is that it was somebody who was overcautious if it was a person. Sometimes and I flag those things just to piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, I'm not on eh? Facebook enough to really care. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't know there was a problem with this, but this is there a problem with a lot of gay stuff being taken down unnecessarily in Facebook? I just think that it's not consistent. I will say that. Well, Facebook has a lot of problems. This is only one of them. <laughs> Facebook, Facebook is just absolutely huge. It's, it's, it, Facebook has gotten to the point where I don't even think Facebook knows what's going on with Facebook because you got Probably so not. so many things going on right now. So, did you hear about the new Google Facebook that's coming out? Yes, yes. Google but Plus. let's let's save that for the tech show. So. Oh, well, oh. Okay. <laughs> Which means I have to listen to it now. You got to listen okay. to Tech with Patrick, my other tech show, available on got the it. No. no. Um, yeah, actually, um, I've been keeping up with the Google stuff, but not to go off too much on a tangent. But um, as usual, Google is doing the invitation-only bullcrap, and it's like, oh, come on. Stop teasing us. You're such a tease, Google. You just tease us. It and is yeah. much better than Facebook, though. Oh, you're in it? Yeah. Oh, well, invite me, bitch. I don't have any invitations to do. It's uh, available. Yeah, no, they, they turned off all, too many people. Um, I was invited, but I gave them my wrong, wrong email. But no, too many invites. You didn't read that? Oh, really? No, I Yeah, they shut it down because too many people were joining. Oh, my God. All God right. forbid a success. Yeah. yeah <laughs> God forbid right. Google has a success. You know, Google Wave was so successful. Anyhow, um, we might begin to meta there. Anyhow, back to the stories. The next story is uh, anyone here from Seattle? Anyone here visited Seattle? Anybody know where Seattle, Seattle is? <laughs> I've been to Seattle once when I was Okay, eight. good. You can read the story then. <laughs> All right. According to KOMO Television in Seattle, several hundred people swarmed through the Capitol Hill area overnight, noisily vandalizing stores and smashing windows before dispersing into the darkness. <laughs> People say the drama began shortly after midnight Sunday when a flash mob gathered, passing out flyers during a dance party. 
But the mob soon went out of control, creating havoc. The mob marched down 12th Avenue and Broadway, yelling and chanting. Some carried rainbow flags, <laughs> while others carried red and black flags and wore masks. Eventually, some people started smashing store windows, damaging property, spray-painting slogans, and bashing in the windshield of a police car. It was just a walk down the street. It was a dance party down the street, and some idiots started throwing things, said one young woman who was there. Some people in the group described Lesbian. as anarchists. Lesbian. Hey, 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 anarchist. Apparently chose to use Gay Pride Weekend to send the message of protest. Upset was there a hockey much- game? No, there was not that good. <laughs> that, was, that, that, was, that was Canada. <laughs> oh, you don't you say. Weekend oh. Has upset the Gay Pride is now so commercial. There are some anarchists, gay activists. They don't want to be assimilated into capitalist culture. And they feel they've been exploited by companies like American Apparel. <laughs> American so wait, Idol? Was it, was it the gays behaving badly? Yeah, it's yes. supposedly there's a bunch of gay people that are angry over the commercialism of pride. They're gay. Oh, and allegedly. Racist. Allegedly. Oh. Allegedly. Can you imagine Paul Lynn's? God, I hate American Eagle. This is horrible. <laughs> you the, the, same, the same people were doing something in Washington, D.C., too, which Anthony put in the show notes as well. It's essentially the same thing. And I'm sorry, but I'm suspicious. You know, if it walks like a duck and, and quacks like a duck, it's probably not a goose. And this just it's seems a, a little too convenient to me. Especially to... when they were wearing masks. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm not into conspiracy theories. I'm not suggesting this is... Oh, I am. (laughs) However... I'm sorry. No homo would put on a mask after moisturizing. (laughs) Is this a promotion for Harry Potter? Exactly. A a goose, did anyone slip on the poop? That's the big question. No. No. (laughs) So First the cricket sound effect when you need it. (laughs) I'm working on getting sound effects for the show, but... Okay. So, um... So basically, are we thinking that this is maybe something that was staged to look like gays were attacking their own when it really wasn't? I'm thinking, I don't think yeah. a gay person would wear a mask, but I want to see <laughs> those masks first. Well, the thing I, is that that the fire they that they released and all that, it, it's all in with, with the leftist um, ideology. I mean, they're things saying no homo nationalism, no homo militarism, no assimilation, and they're against the commercialization of pride. That That part isn't particularly unique i mean people have complained about that for years about the the beer company floats and the pride parades and um all the uh, licensed apparel with with gay things on it um even davy wavy in one of his videos was talking about how it, it shouldn't become like christmas where it's all this commercial thing so i mean it's that part's not unusual but then they take it farther and they say that that marriage equality is meaningless, and the only thing that matters is um, passing a. Uh, I presume what they're talking about is an ENDA kind of thing, and the repeal of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" isn't important because you don't want people killing in wars anyway, and repeal of DOMA isn't important because that's all about marriage, so that's not important. So that's legit. That is real leftist, gay leftist ideology, but it seems like I said the whole thing just seems too convenient to me that they all go out there and suddenly get violent out of nowhere on at the same time when all this marriage equality stuff is going on in New York. And it just it's really convenient for the radical right to say, see, we told you they're nothing but a bunch of violent radicals. Yeah. And 
and there is some basis to what you say. Uh, this happened just a few years ago. Uh, there was a group of people that just like you know, everyday people that get together to ride for some kind of socially progressive kind of thing. And they started noticing that bikes were showing up and nobody knew who these people were that had things like, you know, fuck Bush or something like that on it, that some kind of really um, um, incendiary kind of comments. And everyone's like, that's not what we're about. We're here just oh, to. please. That's a straight bike if there ever was one. Well, I'm, I, this wasn't Bush. something gay. This this was something I, something socially progressive. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it seemed like that they had people who were kind of getting seated in these crowds to start stuff deliberately. Um, and then, you know, if something did get started, then suddenly there's conveniently a video camera there to capture it. Next thing you know, it's on Fox News and Bill O'Reilly screaming about it, and you know, um, well, keep Glenn in mind, Beck is somehow linking it back to the Illuminati. You know, there's cameras mm. everywhere, though. I mean, so no matter what you do, there's a camera, right? And especially More in so you know, now like than... New York City, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there could be some credence to the idea this may be something that's being set up. Um, you know, just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, probably come out a couple months from now. Yeah. More details about it. Yeah. Damn homos. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn people disguising themselves in homos with masks. Yeah, it's something I had heard on. I think it was Democracy Now was the first place place I heard about it. But I think that Rachel Maddow has done something about it as well. But for sure, so, I know it was on Democracy Now. So if, if I wear a mask, no one to know I'm gay. No, so that you can't identify them as part of. No, no so they heard you, you identify talk. them as Republicans. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> no, I, the, the, the real gay radicals used to do interesting things, like when they put a giant condom on Jesse Helms' house and things like that. They right. don't go around and smash windows of stores. They they no. did creative things. Exactly. And spray paint, <laughs> please. We use glitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's really kind of gay. Thank thank you, Sator. I was looking for some joke there to symbolize. I was thinking we would make a paper mache display or something like that. So. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. Brazil judge approves gay marriage. And since the closest person to Brazil is Arthur, I'm going to make him read this. Oh, I don't know. That's just the Southern Hemisphere. You're probably closer geographically than I am, is the crow flies. Um, let's see. A judge in Brazil has approved the country's first gay marriage. The country legalized civil unions in May, but stopped short of granting same-sex couples the right to marry. Yesterday, Sao Paulo Judge uh, Fernando Enrique Pinto ruled that two men could convert their civil union into full marriage, Associated Press reports. According to a court statement, he based the ruling on Brazil's constitution. It's not clear what wider implications the decision will have. The couple were identified by Global Television Network G1 website. And, well, it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> um, but the, Mr. Maurice, or however you pronounce that, told them, we fought for so many years, and now that it has happened, we are in ecstasy. I dedicate this victory to all the activists. The ruling can be reversed by a higher court, but the couple say they are willing to fight for the right to stay married. 
Last month, Brazil's president suspended an anti-homophobia campaign in schools because she thought the DVDs and leaflets were not appropriate for children. President Dilma Rousseff's spokesman said she had viewed the material and didn't like what she saw. Oh, anyway, probably wouldn't like her either. The DVDs and leaflets were to be distributed in schools across the country in an effort to counter homophobia. And that's from Pink News. All right, so go Brazil. Yes. Although it's only one marriage at this stage. And it's a court case, so that's always shaky. Yeah. But yay, go Brazil. (laughs) Yeah. And they're in ecstasy. See, they're doing drugs already. The the anarchy. The reason I don't like that, to be honest with you, is because that's one person's decision as opposed to a governmental body. So those, to me, are always the ones that, you know, I'll be the first one to say, I don't like activist judges. I'm not a fan of that, and I know many people are like, well, that has helped you. Yeah, maybe, but I still don't like an activist judge. And by all uh, encounters, that person looks like they're an activist judge, you know? Well, I'm I'm not familiar with with Brazil's political system, so I don't know the role of the judiciary there. But in the U.S., that's the role of the judges. The role of the judges is to interpret the law and say, look, legislature, you've gone too far or you haven't gone far enough, as the case may be. Um, We are going to address that problem by fixing that through a ruling. If then it turns out that the people don't like it, they're free to amend the Constitution like they did in California with Proposition 8. Or they can uh, elect a new legislature which will pass a new law, which will overturn the court ruling. And that's happened many times in states well, see, throughout the U.S. and also in Congress. But that's the way York, it works. It's checks and balances. Yeah, but see, in New York, we had a ruling years ago for gay marriage that they said there's nothing in our Constitution that would preclude it. But the, the judge refused to make a – well, maybe it's because the judge refused to rule for gay marriage because he said it, it has to come via a, bod, a, a legislative body. Well, that's often the case, and that, that may have something to do with the wording of the New York State Constitution. I mean, gotcha. I'd have to read the Constitution to know that. Each, each state is different, and the powers of the, of the courts over, over, for review of, of state le- legislation varies from state to state. No two states are the same. I don't, well, see, see I don't true. mind if it's, if it's several judges, like a Supreme Court, or if it's one of our federal appellate courts. I don't mind. I just I prefer not be one person. I'd rather it be the majority, even if the majority is two out of three. I always prefer to have uh, several minds who are arguing a situation. That's one thing I love about this country. As dumb as it sounds, even if my my horse doesn't always win, I like the idea of three people having to discuss it and to fight about it in order to get the best results. Well, most of the courts up until the upper levels are single judge. Right. And it's only when you get to the, on appeal up to the upper levels that you get additional judges. And if they're ruling correctly on a point of law, it doesn't matter if there's one or if there's 300, as long as they're, they're right on the point of law. I mean, the Supreme Court gets it wrong all the time. The, the ruling on Citizens United was dead wrong. They couldn't right. have been more wrong on that. And that was five judges um, right, right. came down on that side. Well, don't get us started on, get us started on the Supreme Court right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I would like to say in closing, I am all for this because uncut Latin guys are hot. <laughs> <laughs> and the Brazilian accent is sexy. Mm-hmm. That is Ugh. true. All right. Speaking of sexy, we uh, have a video commercial that is the video of the week. Video of the week. What video life may have been week. like for gay celebs if they were homeless? And they actually got some pretty famous people here. <laughs> they got uh, Sir Ian M- McKellen here. And Andrew Haynes-Smith, Paul Gray, Samantha Fox, and Sue Perkins. 
And uh, I will pause to let you guys take a look at this. This basically there are several commercials, and it basically features how uh, several celebrities would have uh, been basically out on the streets if it wasn't for. Um, well, I'll just read it here. Gay Youth Housing Charity, the Albert Kennedy Trust, has released a series of advertisements showing what life might have been for gay celebrities, including Sir Ian McKellen, Andrew Hayne Smith, Paulo Grady Smith, Fox, and Sue Perkins. It's, you know, for example, Ian McKellen might ended up in the streets, and uh, Paul Gray might end up alone and terrorized by youths. Uh, Hayne Smith might end up a drug addict. Um, and Samantha Fox might have been a prostitute. So well, she's an actress. Yeah, I mean, but I think it's kind of cool that it, I mean, it's it's a, a good thing to point out that uh, you know we have these services that help gay youth. But what is really fascinating to me is that they actually got some prominent individuals, which I didn't know that uh, Samantha Fox was gay. Um, that you know starred in this particular. Commercial. Yeah, I didn't see any. I, unless I missed something, what what was the gay part of this whole thing? I didn't see anything like that. Well, the gay- An- Albert Kennedy Trust is a trust that helps uh, homeless GLBT youth, especially right, ones who kicked out of do, their homes. So, uh, all right, is this like the, the British equivalent are, of the Trevor Project? These are well. Yeah, um, it's not really equivalent of the Trevor Project because that deals primarily with suicide prevention. Whereas this is dealing, this it's more the equivalent of the, um, oh, what's it called? The Ali Forney Center in New York City. Oh, okay, which yeah. Which is a social service agency dealing with homeless uh, GLBT youth. Okay. And in the voiceovers in the various commercials, I've watched all of them. The, the voiceovers in the various commercials talk about um, how their lives could have been very different and GLBT youth are kicked out of their homes and so on. And the Albert Kennedy Trust helps provide support for these kids so that they can basically survive. And... Um, I think it's a brilliant approach to take people who – these are British celebrities, so it, it, this is geared towards Britain. And it, uh, the Albert Kennedy Trust is a British charity. But it makes it really easy for the ordinary Britain to to look at these situations and say, oh, now I get it. Mm. If they just had a generic actor um, being a bum in the street or a prostitute or whatever, they would have been, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, God, I'm but sorry. They see, people, they see people they really know. And then they connect with it in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise. Because people are expert at tuning out commercials. I mean, I do it all the time. See, here's where you guys are going to fucking hate me, and I'm okay with it. I think (laughs) this is such bullshit. Because, let's be honest, Sir Ian McEllen, or whatever the hell, Sir Magneto, did not come out as a youth. I don't believe he did. I could be wrong, but I think he he came out when he was older. So the reality is his talent which got him where he is in this world, would have still carried him. That's like yeah, that, that's, that's exactly correct. But what they're trying to point out is what could have happened to him had, situa- had a situation be- been different. What if he had been outed as a young man or a, a youth and been kicked out of his home because of it? What might have happened to him? I that's still think his talent could I, I don't know. I still Maybe think not. these if people If he had ended skills. up on the streets, he might have been a drug addict or a prostitute himself. You, you just don't know. Which and is where most good to... actors start out at. <laughs> Joe, is that where you started? <laughs> it's called getting an agent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I think the um, I think that the the, um, the message behind it is positive, though. It's trying to say that you know it's, there's there's resources <laughs> that need support to help individuals, and they don't just help 
you know, actors, but they help other individuals, you know, regular Joe Schmoes who don't become actors as well. So it's important that you support these organizations because people otherwise are going to, you know, I, I don't know if necessarily they would go into the, you know, the downward spiral, but we do need things there for because there are simply some places for youth that have nowhere to go to. So I'm not sure what it's like over in the UK, but, you know, there's definitely some, there's, you know, definitely a couple states here in the great US where, you know, you have to track several miles to find support sometimes for if you're gay. So, or, you know, thank God for the internet for some of these kids. Yeah, well, th- this is even beyond that, though. This is kids who have no home anymore yeah. because they've been um, kicked out of their homes. And where do they turn? I mean, the, the New York has the same problem. Every major city in the world probably has a similar problem. Um, and th- it's just that most of them don't have agencies there to help. Somebody's got to be a prostitute. <laughs> well, we want to try and reduce prostitution, except in Nevada, of course. So. Can we just legalize it and then everybody has the upper hand? <laughs> or the lower. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. No. Uh, <laughs> Off. Crickets, 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 crickets. <laughs> All right, so moving on. It's to man who accused Lewis Walsh of sexual assault said to be charged with extortion. Who hasn't read yet? Who the heck is Lewis Walsh? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Who's Lewis Walsh? I was hoping somebody could shed some light on this. Uh, says he is the X Factor judge, but I don't know if that's the UK X Factor or the American X Factor. Well, this is coming from Pink News UK, so I'm assuming that's the that's the American one. I'm googling him. So the man who accused X Factor judge Lewis Walsh of sexually assaulting him in a Dublin bar will reportedly be charged with extortion and wasting police time. Wow, you could actually be charged with wasting police time. That's yep. scary. You can be charged with that here too. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you file a frivolous charge, you can, they can go after you for it. Ugh. And that's why we don't have so many frivolous um, complaints to the police as you do in the U.S. He's right. not very attractive. <laughs> no. <laughs> the 25-year-old named as a ballroom dancer, Leonard Waters, initially claimed the 55-year-old, why do they have to get the age? Walsh had groped him in a Westlife concert. He reportedly broke down when he was being questioned by the police and admitted that he said the music mogul had assaulted him in the hope that he would pay him to stay quiet. While she was questioned by police over the claims, denies the allegations from the start, mm-hmm. calling them wholly false. In a statement yesterday, he said, "I have been informed that I am. Whoop, I have been informed that I am no longer under investigation. I have been. Ro- I have robustly maintained from the on- outset that that this alleged incident did not occur. This is huge. This has been hu- a hugely distressing." distressing time for me but i would like to thank friends and colleagues for their support so that just goes to show if you try to uh, molest us and then sue us you won't always get your money but if he wants to let me touch his wank now i'd be very interested <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's nice to have a, a lot of individuals who are so talented in different dialects on the show it's 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 it provides so much entertainment <laughs> it's, i'm only doing that because i lost my notes <laughs> oh, okay well there you go <laughs> any other thoughts on this or shall we move on move on all right we didn't on. know who the we didn't know who the hell he was all right, moving yeah. along. It's from the UK, so you know. 
Um, New Jer- well, this, this is from the UK. New Jersey gay couples sue for the right to marry. David, would you read this, please? Sure. Oh, I want to read this one, please. Oh, go right ahead. God, now everybody wants it. Seven gay couples in the U.S. state of New Jersey are to sue for the right to marry. The couples, along with some of their children, say they will file a suit in the state Supreme Court today to demand that their partnerships are recognized as marriages rather than civil unions. The move comes just a few days after neighboring state New York legalized gay marriage. As New Jersey Governor Chris Christie has said he will refuse to sign any gay marriage bill, gay rights campaigners are taking the fight to court. The couples, backed by gay groups Lambda Lingal and Garden State Equality, will argue that civil unions are not good enough. According to New York Times, New Jersey's legislature apparently has enough supportive votes to pass, but Governor Christie opposed an obstacle or is a Opposition is an obstacle. He said on Sunday, I believe marriage should be between one man and one woman. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I practiced just that one line. I just wanted it for that one line. You, you, you guys are having way too much fun with these stories. I'll tell you. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. So, so do, we, do, do we think we're going to win this, this marriage war through – it looks like it's just going to be legal battle after legal battle in order to get – It will. It will be battle state by state. Yeah. You bitches are on your own. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Hillary, Hillary will become president, and she'll take care of it all for us. Oh, She's Hillary's never going to be president. <laughs> no. JT gave up that. Give up that hope, man. I gave it up a long time ago. Oh, I'll never give it up. Especially since I found out how evil she is by listening to No Agenda. But that's a whole. I story. love her. Oh, she's evil. She's Lucifer Clinton. So <laughs> she's she's evil. She's she's beyond the fact that. Both the Bushes and the Clintons are reptiles from another planet, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Wait, you don't you don't remember that so Obama? Glenn back. <laughs> yeah, o- Obama is like the Antichrist. Do you not know that? No, Obama also works for the New World Order, but I don't want to divulge into. Um, <laughs> and he's trying to launch the socialist caliphate. Yeah, yeah he's he's the end of the world. So yeah, it's you know it's I I've. I've sort of gone very much into the conspiracy theories as of late. And I, I really <laughs> as of late? <laughs> yeah. yeah. difference from a normal how? Yeah, and what did your therapist think of that? <laughs> Jeez, everyone just pile on and what? <laughs> Let's just kick a guy when he's down. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, yeah, so yes, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, after the um, – the whole onset of the last election being way too close, I really started pondering things. And it just, to me, it just, you know, I mean, my, my personal belief is that there's just a couple of things that are just way too coincidental to be anything but just, you know, what the conspiracy theories are saying. But unless you have the facts and the full, you know, understanding and background, it's impossible to explain that to anybody. And, you know, it, it's 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 what it is. It's it's a theory, so you can take it or leave it. But you know, I I really after after hearing numerous recordings of how Hillary Clinton just addresses people, man, she is such an elitist bitch. It's just <laughs> it's just don't hold back. What do you really think? Yeah, she's just like well, I'm bless here. you. I think you sneeze. <laughs> she's just like she's just like oh, I'm here in France and we're we're here doing some stuff. Okay, now I'm gonna go get my hair done. And it's just like. Eh. 
See, I, I have to just tell you, I really like her and I have interacted with her and, and, and she's a, can be tough as nails. But I really do like her. I, 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 I think she's a good I don't know. I like her. I think she's a good person. I, I, I think if you, you start. I think she's very smart. And I don't think people ever give oh, her enough no, credit of how smart there, she truly is. There's no doubt these guys are intelligent. But you start doing the background. And once again, I, I don't want to go off on tangent conspiracy theories. The amount of people that the Clins have killed is ridiculous. Oh, but, God. But, moving on. <laughs> All right. Yes, just, please. Moving on to people being killed. It's too late. Moving on to people being killed. This is our funny little. Let's take a break and think about. What would have happened if Princess Die had made it to 50? And we have a photo here, which is beyond freaky. Damn, that woman's skinny. <laughs> but someone actually photoshopped what Princess Die would have looked like if she had lived today and turned around 50. And she's holding an iPhone. She's a little bit more wrinkled. She looks good for her age. but Which is wrong, because she would have Botoxed that shit. Yeah, you, you figure <laughs> she probably would have, but... Um, but you know, for me, I just I looked at this and went, man, that sucked that she died. You know, because out of all the people, of all the people in the world that I thought that was, you know, was legit. You know, I think, you know, I I thought she was actually she would have been, you know, one of the pioneers of niceness in this modern modern century. So, what, what thank do you, you for the quote of the show. That sucks that she died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember it happening. It just felt like, why is this happening? And and I won't go off on this conspiracy theories of why it happened, but it just, man, it's like, it, it sucks. And what even sucks more is that the the guy that Prince Charles married now, or not the guy, the girl, the, the person. <laughs> You're fine. Just go with it. The person that he married now isn't as pretty as she was. So, the Duchess of Cornwall. Yeah, it's just so. Anyhow, so it's just kind of sort of freaky. It's like it's one of those what if photos if if she would have you know continued to exist to today. So you know what nobody thinks about, which I just find ignorant, is. Newsweek thought, oh, this is a great thing for the rest of the world to see. But you forget that there's William and Harry who are innocent bystanders who lost their mother. And poor William looking at the cover of that paper and there is his his wife with his mother. I mean, that's a hard time for him. And it's a transitional time in his life. And especially with all the footage. Oh, he's rich. (laughs) Yeah, he's rich. But let's be honest. I don't care how rich you are. When your mom dies, it still impacts you the same way. You know, I, I have yeah, I lost a lot of respect for the for the British after they had all that all that money on the tax the marriage ceremony at the taxpayers' expense, and then told all the news networks, "Oh, you can't use this for comedy." So, if you only knew how many people the Windsors have had killed. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's some conspiracy theories. Well, the theories go there too that they're also reptiles, but that's a whole other story. So, oh god. <laughs> and speaking and speaking of what if Prince Harry, my email address is. <laughs> if you knew Harry. how many people I had Betsy Carmichael with MI5 kill. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, they did an age progress photo of uh, Diana back in the '80s. There was a whole somebody had done this back. Back when photoshopping and age progressing photographs was the new thing that you could do, um, this is nothing new. Obviously, she was still very much alive, and I think uh, William might have been on the scene by that time. Uh, but I do agree, it's kind of creepy, and I think it was really unnecessary for somebody to do that. Uh, you know, 
And and I'm looking at it too. I'm thinking, I don't know that Diana would be so um, thin, shallow, as to flash her iPhone in front of everybody. It's just not her. Well, once again, it's, you can only do so much with a Photoshop photo. But I, if for me, I think it was just sort of like, man, I miss her. She seemed very nice yeah. when I saw the photo, and that it just it took me back to that moment where I was. It was, you know, was one of those situations again. You always remember what you were doing when you were at when you heard the news. But I was like dirt poor, living in an efficiency apartment, and on my little fifteen-inch TV, you know, the news came on about this, and it was just sort of like, huh. What car accident? What? And it just—I was working. I was working a Renaissance fair. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Then were you the queen? No, shut up. <laughs> no, he, he, he was the princess. You know, I, I was, was. I was Edward de Vere, the Earl of Oxford. Thank you very much. Yeah, were you wearing underwear underneath your skirt? Of course not. I was wearing tights. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> I was I've packing seen, my room things. because I left for college the next day for my first day of college. Oh. oh, you're young and damn. I was I, born in uh, 78. I was actually on the job at McDonald's when that when the news came out. So we were driving across Auckland somewhere. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, we all, we all <laughs> I guess I need to turn in my gay card. No, it means you're heartless. <laughs> Do you know who else? Wait, somebody else Love died too. that day. Who else died? Is that Jim Henson? Did he die the same day or something? He died, no. that, I think that week. Yeah, he because it was yeah. it was in threes. It, Mother, Tr- no, fuck. It Mother was Mother Teresa, Teresa died right around yeah. that too. Yeah. So it was in threes. It was Jim Henson, Mother Teresa, and, and Diana. Diana, you're right. We so. only notice things in three. People die all the time. Yeah, people <laughs> right. die all the time. But I, there was one time we had four celebrities die. It was Patrick Swayze, Farrah Fawcett, and like two other people. Um, no, Jackson. Michael Jackson died with Farrah Fawcett. Patrick Swayze was way different time. No, yeah. but there was there, it was it was like four around that time. I went, oh wait, down there's four, and it was the the karate guy, um, <laughs> yeah, the kung fu guy. He strangled himself. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, are we really having this conversation? All right, moving on to this Hong- is Anthony's show. What Hong- do you think? <laughs> Hong Kong government sponsored workshop to cure gay gays with cold showers. Um, who, Ooh, who it sounds hot. <laughs> well, then it's you can cold. read this, Joey. No, oh fuck. I'll take a cold. Sh- I like cold showers, actually. Well, then okay. you can read this, JT. I have to find it. Do you have the link? All right, pic- sure. I need a picture of JT. Oh yeah, JT, change your picture for so the picture dogs. that comes up says Jason Weiler. My porno making days are over. Well, that's yeah, that's a whole nother story. And I, oh, I, don't, okay. I don't necessarily want to cover. <laughs> Jason Weiler. Um, they're not Jason Weiler. Jesus, nope. shut up. <laughs> Mason, Mason, Jason, same thing. Okay, the article says, "Oh Lord, Hong Kong Social Welfare Department." Lucy recently held the world's first government-sponsored training session on gay conversion therapy. The workshop was led by prominent local psychiatrist, (laughs) who specializes in treating unwanted homosexuality. Because, you know, homosexuality is wanted by some people, I guess. Yeah. Um, And claims he can rewire... (laughs) <laughs> this isn't a building. You can't rewire, <laughs> rewire homosexuals with a mixture of cold showers, prayer, and abstinence. 
You can stop there, really. Trust me, you really can. So abstinence, yeah. does that mean you don't masturbate? That means you don't even think about it. Yeah. And let me tell you, that is the right way to cure homosexuality. <laughs> Put a bunch of young guys in a shower together. <laughs> of course. A cold shower, no less, which encourages cuddling afterwards. Yeah, the government seems to think that homosexuals are possessed by evil spirits and need to be cleansed or cured. I thought it, Hong Kong was very open about homosexuality. I'm like, is this 2011? What the F? I think it's great that the government's actually doing something about it. <laughs> Is, is, does anyone know what Hong Kong's uh, sort of what the culture is like on that? I thought that all the Asian cultures were pretty cool with everything. No. Oh, not yeah. All they're Asian. all over not all, it. Not all Asian cultures are. Oh. But China is a self governing, uh, auto- semi autonomous region but it's of Hong China. Hong Kong, though. Hong Kong is more Western than China. Yeah. Hong Kong's like its no, own no, separate no, country. No. It? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, no, it was it's given a back to them by the British. Yeah, that, that yeah, that was way back when now, two thousand one or whatever it but was. But the way the way they they do their day to day operations, it's a lot easier to work with Hong. Well, I'm thinking of a business standpoint, but it just shows how old I am that that seems like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not that old. The the Chinese do that though with um, one of their other industrialists, Shanghai or somewhere, and I think Macau is in a similar situation, in in yep. terms of the the, gov- the government bureaucracy being different, but the the policies are still the same. And China is officially atheist. So I find this uh, – let me just say I'm raising an eyebrow on this whole story because I don't – I'm suspicious that they would be having a government agency, which would have to get its approval from Beijing, would be doing anything that would involve prayer. Considering how the, the, the Chinese regime is so – goes into apoplexy over uh, Falun Gong, I can't imagine that they would allow anything that was even remotely religious to be um, sponsored by a government department so i'm 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 calling bullshit on this one i'm sorry okay this article has been labeled bullshit by arthur of the emirates podcast well it's on queerty which is not the most reliable source to begin with what what <laughs> well, told me what to I, use queerty then what i will I tell you I queerty all the time well, what i will tell you is they're they're big on civil liberties and human rights uh as far as a high level of civil liberties as far as their human rights in hong kong but what I'm looking at here, though, is there's a lack of protection for homosexuals due to the absence of a sexual orientation discrimination law. Um, yeah. So there's not I mean, it's there. I, I you know, I kind of think this is just some conspiracy theory whack job who, who just, you know. Well, the site they list as a source just has random stuff about China. Right. Yeah, but and isn't there an app for that? Probably. Probably. <laughs> well, without being able to go back and see who originally said this and why, we can't evaluate whether or not there's any truth behind it. But yeah, Asian countries are not completely tolerant of homosexuals. Like in Malaysia, they keep all their gays on an island. Really? Yeah, oh, that's wow. Really true. Fire Island? It, well, the funny joke is that's where the, a friend of mine who's Malaysian, she said that's where all the best shops and stuff are and where all the <laughs> greatest shows and stuff are. But truly, they keep it on an island because keep in mind, Malaysia is predominantly a Muslim country. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. and I said Muslim. That's fine. <laughs> we, we know what you need. Uh, yeah, we will hang up on you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll have to see if that we hear any more about that. Otherwise, we're just going to label that as um, debatable. So yeah, all right. right. Moving on to a anti-gay tweet from a Red Bull NASCAR member crashes and burns. Oh, <laughs> please, it's NASCAR. Do we need to keep going? All right. Well, I don't it's know. NASCAR. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. What do you expect? 
Does, do any gays like NASCAR? I mean, is it? Oh, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there are some. Yeah. I mean, is it the epitome of of you know you know stupidity? People going hot, sweaty men like, driving in cars fast. Uh, as I have a white scarf and my Marilyn Monroe skirt that I throw down for them to go. I yeah, can't you imagine. Should, you should ask the Zilla fag. I bet he likes NASCAR. That's a good point. But I to didn't... say there's an anti-gay tweet from a NASCAR member for a headline <laughs> is like saying the fat boy ate a piece of cake. Well, no shit. <laughs> well, you know there was that one airline pilot too who was talking. He was he got caught on the air saying a bunch of anti-gay things too and had to apologize and stuff. That was he priceless. Did. I got whose show was it? Somebody actually posted it on their show. It was hilarious to listen to. Yeah, they, they posted it on their show. <laughs> I I want to say Listen, it was Brewer's man. show. I will come over there. <laughs> go go ahead, Joey. I want to say it was Daniel Brewer and uh, Wes Stone's show. I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have been Live It Up, but it was. I wasn't going to say their name. I haven't even said the title of my show: Cocktails and Cream Puffs at Cocktails and Cream Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Joey, give everybody a moment to plug their show at the end. So you re- just just. Oh God! Relax. Did I just do that? Oh, I, you, I'm sorry. You could plug again. Plug as much as you want. <laughs> I like to plug as long as possible. You know, we Anthony, at the right time with the right drinks, I could just take you. Yeah, and we like the pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, unfortunately, I'm taking and you're taking, so that ain't going to happen. So, Well, you know what I do have? I have this new thing in New York that now, unless there's a ring on this finger, <laughs> you know, anything goes. <laughs> you like it, you should put a ring on it. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, we, we need the video. Well, Who else thinks that Liza Minnelli is going to end up becoming an ordained minister and she'll just be going like, I'm doing marriages in New York. Now, <laughs> it's going to happen. Now you need to add a little more jaundice to that. To that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> She's terrific. I'm talking. Oh, God, no, I'm sorry. I love Liza. She's, she, is, she was so – I loved Arthur. She was so wonderful in Arthur, one of the funniest mm. movies. I can't believe they're remaking it. It pisses me off. Anyhow. Remade, who, remade it. They, they remade it. She was in you? What? She was in Arthur? Yeah. The original. Yes. The original. Yeah. We get caught in a in New York City. Jesus Christ, Jay. We're <laughs> going to take your gay card away today. <laughs> no. I, no, I, I, Actually, I was talking about – Arthur from Amarin's. Actually, I didn't know no. she was <laughs> Yes, Arthur and I did a wonderful show together. Oh, gosh. I think it would be the other way around, but then I wouldn't be her first gay husband. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. oh, burn! So, actually, say to remind me, I have, I have a. Um, I want you to actually come up with a um, part of the show where you educate me on a um, a Broadway show of the week. So you educate why this Broadway show is. Um, Valid for our gay culture and give a little background history on it. Oh, you can God, call it a gay start. boy's guide to gay. Exactly. <laughs> where was that? Where have I heard that before? <laughs> God, I would hate any podcast that did like a mis- a musical of the week. I would hate that. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, sphere, sphere. Things look swell. <laughs> All right, so moving <laughs> on to Don't Kiss the Evil Preacher. A 74-year-old North Carolina woman has been charged with assault for kissing an anti-gay preacher demonstrating outside a gay pride event. Joan Parker admits she kissed a preacher on the cheek at an event proclaiming, proclaimed by the Salisbury mayor as lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans- transgender <clears throat> pride day. He was just waving his arms and had a Bible in one hand up and down, screaming at the top of his lungs, Sodomites, and you're going to hell. 
Parker said in the phone interview. I thought he needed a hug, so I gave him a hug. At some point, Parker said the preacher turned yelled to a man with a camera to take a picture of her. Also, at some point, she kissed him on the cheek. She said, not on the mouth. He claimed, I kissed him on the lips, and he's a damn liar. Said Parker, who is from Colfax, and said, well, there's your problem there, and said he was... He was at the event with her husband to show support. I believe I did kiss him on the cheek. The preacher, James Edward Bletcher of Taylorsville, said he was never claimed Parker kissed him on the lips and that only because he turned his face as she came towards him. So this is sort of the problem and sort of a pet peeve that I have with <clears throat> some of the gay retaliation. This Also the guy who did the, um, the, the uh, glitter at... Uh, at uh, Gingrich's thing is that, um, you know, you don't have to go do disruptive things. You just have to stand by them and hold a sign saying I'm with stupid. And a lot of times this is what people want you to do because then they can sue you, especially Fred Phelps is he, he, he wants you to come up and hit him in the face because that's how he makes his money. So good. We both feel that way then. Good. Well, no, you know, nobody should ever go into anybody's personal space like that. I, I'm a firm believer of it. So, I mean, I'm, I, I, and I don't even like that they call him the evil preacher. He's somebody with an alternate, with a different opinion. I just, you could call him homophobic, but I just don't think he's evil. I think fundamentally these people, as much as I hate to say this, and it does kill me, they, the, the thing is many of them really truly believe they're doing is what, what misguided right. would be the better oh, word. I disagree. I disagree completely. Okay, go I for think, it, babe. I think, and, and this, JT, this is why so many of us use the phrase anti-gay industry when we're referring to these people. <laughs> it, they're not doing it because they really believe it. They're doing it because it's the gravy train. They can make millions of dollars off of this. Take, um, focus on the family, for instance. They have an annual, they take in more money every year than all of the gay and lesbian national organizations combined. It's they make money hand over fist by going after us. Now, there are probably mixed in there a few true, true believers who really think we're going to go to hell and that we're evil and that we're recruiting children and all the other bullshit that they they spew. But I bet you anything that the vast majority of them don't believe that at all. And they're only doing it. They're only in it for the money and the power, I, theoretically. That's I, it. So, I agree with you somewhat, but I think many times at the parades, these foot soldier people, I think well, they truly believe. Well, some of them have been brainwashed by the. Oh money. yeah, I don't. I don't disregard that. Evil at all. is a very vague term. They're really evil is one per, one's perception. They would call us evil. Well, and here's the whole thing. I don't like using the word evil because I want our listeners to come up with their own with their own theories of right. of what they think of these people. Because I really believe if you just listen to these people, you, any normal person will say, "Okay, this one's the idiot." Right. You know, it's it's let them decide for themselves. Well, this the is problem. The problem with those people is that they use language in a way it, it, and they, they have studied linguistics or their, their people have and uh, persuasion techniques. They know what to say and how to say it to sound convincing, even when what they're saying is absolute, complete and utter bullshit. And they, they, could, they could sell, what's the old phrase, ice to an Eskimo? They yes. could eat, although you don't call them that anymore, <laughs> but they could do that because do. They have, they've been coached. They know how to say things that are outrageous and make people believe it, like about recruiting children as if it was possible to recruit anybody into anything, um, to recruit anybody into a sexuality that wasn't theirs naturally anyway. All that sort of stuff that they say. Lord knows we we've all, all know tried. <laughs> we all know right. that it's a lie and a smear and it's, that it's defaming uh, gay and lesbian people as a people. 
but they're able to get away with it because they sound credible by the way they do it. Most of them don't go around frothing and carrying on about those homosexuals should be put to death. Most of them don't do that. Most of them say they're out to recruit your children and that's why they want to have these anti-bullying days in schools because then it will make gay, uh, homosexuality acceptable and it will make it attractive to kids to go and try and become homosexual. And parents who don't know any better will think, you know, I think he's got a point there. And it's insidious. They're, they're, I don't believe. I, I oh, yeah. We can either drink I, I, a beer or we can stick a dick in our ass. I'm going for the beer. <laughs> exactly. Well, but see, no, I, I agree I, with I, you I, that the people on the parades, they're, they're not necessarily evil. But the people who are calling the shots, many of them actually are. I don't disagree with you there. You know, let me just tell you the funniest thing happened in Rochester last year. We're walking down and this guy has a bullhorn and now I carry a bullhorn just, you know, when I go anywhere. Um, and this guy <laughs> had a bullhorn and he's going, you know, all about this and, and, and Bible quote this, which I hate when they say that because I'll go verse to verse with them and, and they just disregard the other verses. But my favorite thing this guy ever said, he goes, there's one thing I know for sure that every year when I come back to this gay parade, the lesbians get uglier and uglier. And I literally went, oh, now it's getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, I know from my experience, too, I've gone to the parades. And I think when I went to my first Pride parade and I saw a, you know, a, um, you know, a female just stand right next to the guy with the bullhorn. He was yelling. She was yelling. And neither of them could be heard over the noise from the parade coming down the thing. And I was just sort of like my my stance has always been just ignore them. Pretend they do not exist in your world and they are in some other you know, dimension, because if you engage them, then you're giving them the attention that they seek for. So my father said something years ago that I never liked because it was usually when I was arguing with him about something. And uh, now it's something that I I love. And he used used to say, when you argue with an idiot after a while, you begin to wonder who the idiot is. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I was the idiot for those many years. <laughs> Speaking, but Joey, uh, Joey, I do want to say I'm very upset that you don't like the term "evil preacher" because that just ruins my new my new song. I kissed an evil preacher and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Sater. Well, Sater, since uh, you do such good, uh, you know, uh, accents or whatnot, I'm going to give you oh, the next God. story, which is uh, speaking of an evil. Well, he's not really evil, but um, speaking of, uh, well, there's no segue to this. Just read the next story, please. <laughs> which one? Which one are we doing? That Wisconsin. Wisconsin court stops Wisconsin? governor. Yeah. Wisconsin, don't you know? Oh, Wisconsin Circuit Court Judge Daniel R. Mosier wrote, ultimately, it is clear that Chapter 770 does not violate the marriage amendment because it does not create a legal status for domestic partners. That is, I, I can't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It is identical <laughs> or substantially similar to that of marriage. The state does not recognize domestic partnership in any way that even remotely resembles how the state recognizes marriage. Well, of course not. Moreover, domestic partners have far fewer legal rights, duties, and liabilities in comparison to the legal rights, duties, and liabilities of spouses. What, what am I reading anyway? I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. So, so basically, go ahead. So, this is Wisconsin court stops governor from banning homo hospital visits. Which yes. is a silly headline. Yes. Because it's not kind of, what it was about. It's oh. kind of offensive. Well, educate us, Arthur. Well, here's Queerty going off the deep end yet again. <laughs> oh, don't just say that. I'm going to take Queerty <laughs> off my list here. 
the, 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 the real story that's behind this, and, it, and if actually if you go to Pam's House Blend, I'm sure it is covered better. I didn't think of doing that. What, um, what's it called? Pam's House Blend, which is now part of the Fire Dog Lake um, family of, of liberal leftist. Yeah, I think you're speaking. Are you speaking? Blogs. Are you speaking English? Yeah, Pam's House Blend Pam's, is a website. Pam's it's House Blend. P- Pam's House Blend. It sounds like one of those Pam's coffees, don't you know? Well, that's the idea behind it. People sit and have a cup of coffee. The 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 head, subhead is always steaming. You celebrate it, the moments of those lives, like poop. Yeah. Well, it, she's the female version of Joe My God, or vice, or Joe My God's the male version of Pam's House Blend, depending on how you want to take it. They're sort of um, compl- they complement each other in that sense. And places like Queerty don't usually come up with original content; they just copy stuff from other people, which in fairness, is what Pam's House Blend and Joe My God do too. But they go to the original source, the AP story or the website of the, of the right-wing group or whatever it might be. Having said that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah, people copy from other people are terrible. Don't no, I do that all. all the time. I do that all the, all yeah, the time. Yeah, what are we original, doing right now? <laughs> I have original content too. No, my, my point is that Queerty isn't adding anything to this because they're not going to the original source and commenting on it. They're going to somebody else who went to the original source and commenting on it. And that's not useful. Okay. That, that's an echo chamber at that stage. Mm-hmm. And in particularly because it's so biased and so often inflammatory, I think it does a disservice to us all. And that's why I never go to Queerty, except for to, when I have to for articles for this show. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but well, the story, I, I the story is that the the um, the uh, domestic partnership law w- was being challenged, and it's a simple registry that was created in what 2009, I think it was, and all it um, all it allowed were some very minor little privileges, like being able to visit your partner in hospital. That was one of them. The probably the the most important of the whole thing. And what the judge says, and this is what the important thing is, it's not that he um, beat back. Governor Scott Walker, it's that he reaffirmed that the domestic partnership registry in Wisconsin is no is in no manner, shape or form even remotely similar to marriage. And that's important because that means that gay and lesbian Wisconsinites are clearly second class citizens relative to their heterosexual family members. And there you go, folks. Complete news wrap up from Arthur. Yeah. Put it put it put everything so succinctly. Thank you very much. I think much. I think I think David was going to challenge me on, on something. <laughs> David, do you have a rebuttal? Oh, we might have lost him. David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, yeah. I had my volume turned off for a second. I was just yeah. making rhubarb bars over here. You don't, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, what I was going to say was, I did click over to Pam's house plan just to see what um, you know, what how they treated the story. And all, basically what he's trying to do is he's trying to get the attorney general not to defend the law uh, yeah. in this legal challenge, which, you know, uh, the state has the obligation to defend its own law for the most part. And I know that President Obama has been playing with that recently um, with DOMA. But yeah. um, the main thing I'm looking at this is the I would think that that executive order that President Obama issued saying that any hospital that receives Medicare or Medicaid payments cannot discriminate against GLBT people, I would think that basically trumps this law. Yeah, I was going to say, is that almost every hospital? That's what I'm thinking. It would have to be, or at least nearly every hospital. How great would that be? Sorry, I can't come see you. You know, they won't (laughs) let me come in. 
God, I, I can't think I, of any. I can't think of any. You know, sane hospital. I know that's probably a very loaded term. Um, administration that would turn down Medicare and Medicaid uh, because that's a lot of business for them. Right. Well, yeah, and there, there's some people who wouldn't qualify for any health care if they didn't have it. Right. Right. So, but but you know, you touched on something there about um, President Obama not defending DOMA in court. And at the time, a lot of gay actors were saying, yay, yay, yay. And others were saying, no, hang on a minute. How are we going to feel if there's a Republican president and he says he's not going to defend Roe v. Wade or, or some other thing that liberals care about? Right. And this is exactly the kind of thing that they were warning about, because if, if, they, if an extreme right wing Republican governor and he there are fewer governors who are more extreme than than Scott Walker, I, I think that's safe to say, um, if he won't defend a law that that most sane people would support. It's not terribly liberal, but I mean, it's the best that they've got. Then that's, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as what President Obama did. Now, the question is, is Governor, was Governor Walker on solid legal ground in not, in not, in ordering that they not defend the law? And that I don't know, because I don't know enough about Wisconsin's law, but um, President Obama was on sound legal ground in not defending DOMA. Um, and I, I can recommend an excellent analysis of that at a blog called Dave's Corner Tavern. Um, he's the uh, co-host of the Tim Carmel show, and he wrote an excellent post on why what President Obama did, although it might be a bit risky, it's extremely bold and it's extremely sound. Could you correct me if I'm wrong here, which I, I expect you to do at all turns? Um, <laughs> the, the secretary of – wait, how do I do this? The, uh, the, the attorney general – of the United States serves at the will of the of the president, correct? Technically, yeah. Okay, yes. where 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 states it can be completely independently different. They're usually different. Like for example, in New York State, yeah. and God forbid, I I can tell you for once, I don't know my my Attorney General of New York State, and that blows my mind because I've known it for years. It was Cuomo. Um, they they're very much independent of each other. Yeah, but so if so, I guess I'm I'm asking in my state if the attorney general wanted to pursue something and the governor didn't want him to, he can go off on his own and do that. Correct. Well, in most states, in fact, all states, as far as I know, the the attorney general is elected, and so they they're doing things with an eye towards politics and their own reelection and wherever it is they want to go next. And it doesn't. So have it's only different on federal level. Where on federal level, yeah. they they serve at the will of the president. Yeah, and in the state level, they're not usually. In fact, that I don't think sense. any of them are. Understood. And that is the quality, uh, in-depth discussion and education that you get from this show, ladies and gentlemen. And now, if I would just like to take a moment and beg for money. <laughs> um, it, first off, I, I want to say thanks for all the guys for joining me. And uh, I want to say that hopefully, uh, if you feel that this show is providing for you, the dollar for dollar value, you know, value for, for you to listen and catch up on all the LGBT news in the car or however you listen to your podcast, then please consider donating to the show because uh, it does cost a little bit for servers and maintenance for uh, to actually store all these files. We plan to keep this going. And at some point, I would like to pay these guys. So if you feel that this show is worth your time, please consider donating on uh, thisweekingay.com. And uh, our goal is to build up this network into basically a uh, gay network that would be the you know the premier 
Podcasting Gay Network. For every $10 you donate, we are able to indoctrinate three youth into the gay life. Exactly. Lifestyle. Hey, can somebody put in this saying the, uh, uh, the arms of an angel in the background for me? Um, <laughs> and we'll also give you a nice tote bag, too. Exactly. Well, I was just going to say we're gay, though. You say for every $20, you get a blowjob or something? <laughs> well, I, well maybe, that's the same thing. For every $50, you will get a life-size model of the Impaler. There you go. There you go. Whoa, whoa, what? What? I was doing an arms. <laughs> what? What? We're 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 going to pimp you out here for every fifty dollar donation. They get a life size model of the Impaler. We can get Excuse the Make a Willy cat. Excuse me, I demand at least fifty five. <laughs> we'll get okay, the Make a Willy okay. cat. You'd have to you have to really. I don't know the pixels of work to make it that big, life size. I'm talking something cast. <laughs> I'm sure we can figure it out. So if need be, too, I can always stick fruit up my behind again like I did for money for the Shanty Don't Lemon show. Oh, so, give me a break. You didn't put that on camera. Yeah, I have photos. You want to see the photo? No. 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 <laughs> it was I'm curious. What you Trust stick? Me, your eyes it, will bleed. It was bleed. a zucchini. A zucchini. Uh, wow. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it really thing? did hurt. I just threw up. Was like, it wearing a tons. condom? Yeah, actually, I put a condom on it. I was. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! Okay, yeah. can that be our cover art? No, no. fruit. <laughs> I had to blur out all my ass here. We're and trying they... to get people to donate, not scare them. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm gonna call my therapist now. <laughs> so, so anyhow, um, we're trying not to get um, uh, Adam Curry to revoke us off that uh, stream already. Oh, Adam Curry's actually probably done a lot worse than me. But he's I, I, what I love is that we're like we're trying to go for equality, and then you're like, I stick the zucchini up my ass. <laughs> Hey, it was for money. What can I say? It was there like we go. morning zoo. So, um, no, seriously, guys, um, and, and listeners of the show, uh, if you get a chance, you could just donate two bucks, whatever. Go to thisweekingate.com and send us your donation. We will read your donation if you wish in any comments over the air. And uh, send us your listener um, email as well, your listener comments. And uh, thank you once again. We are now in the iTunes store, so you can subscribe to either the full feed, which has uh, all the shows, or also, or just the This Week in Gay show. And um, likewise, we'll get to everyone else's show at the end of this, where they can plug all their top-quality podcasts as well. Moving on, back to news. Maine goes for it again. And uh, who can do a Maine accent here? Anyone? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do it uh, real quick because I can't do a main accent. But the confirmation from Bangor Daily Bangor Daily News with momentum. I didn't even know her. I didn't even do that. But up, up, up. With momentum growing from last week's victory, New York supporters of marriage equality think the time has come for another try in Maine. Today, Equality Maine will launch a campaign to gather signatures to place marriage equality on the ballot in November 2012. They will face much, they will face much work in a long campaign to legalize same-sex marriage here. And they must collect 57,000 signatures by January in order to make the November 2012 ballot. So go Maine and yep. enjoy the clam chowder. So, Here's our- hoping they do it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm really a little bit nervous because I, I don't want. Part of me is like, I hope all the states do it, but at some point, this is going to hit the Supreme Court, and that's where we're going to be on shaky ground. Because I don't know if it ever will. 
I really don't know if it's ever going to You know when it's going to hit the Supreme Court? When a majority of the states have switched over and then they say, okay, we have to talk about Social, social Security and other federal benefits. When it's going to hit is when you have a couple who are together who work for the U.S. Post Office in New York and you have that same couple in Tennessee and the couple in New York wants benefits. Yeah. That's when it's going to hit. Yep. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, it happened. Can you agree with one goddamn thing? <laughs> I agreed with you about the people on the side of the parades. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> no, the the thing about Proposition 8, for instance, if um, if the if the proponents lose, as seems likely, maybe even probable, they and they then appeal onward, it will go to the Supreme Court. Now, they may feel tactically that it's best not to because as it happens right now, if they lose now, as it is right now, the, the, the Walker ruling only applies to California. Right. If, they, if they lose at the next level, it'll apply to basically the, the western half of the U.S., not the entire half, the third or something like that. Which is if, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Nevada. Because, of, because it's the next court up. Now, if, if they decide to appeal and it goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court upholds it, then that potentially could strike down anti-gay marriage things throughout the entire country. Now, they Unless may think the Supreme Court does the same shit they did on Bush versus Gore ruling where they said this is not a precedent case, blah, blah. The, oh, they're not likely to do case. that, though, because there are federal issues involved. You know, yeah, it, yeah, there's yeah. the full faith and credit clause of the Constitution. There's the equal protection clause. There are several different parts of the Constitution that are potentially at play here. And you, you're talking about um, postal workers in, where was it, Tennessee and Maine or, or New York or wherever it was. Th this, that's exactly... That's exactly it. And it's not just about federal workers. It's also about workers in general. You cannot have somebody in one state have rights and then have them completely taken away because they cross the state border. Right. The, the history of the Supreme Court has always been about ensuring that there's a certain sameness of rights up to a point. The, the problem that we get into this area, though, is that the Supreme Court has upheld things like different age for marriage. So in some states in the South, you can marry at age two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And um, but You're different different marriage ages have been upheld. And also, I think um, I actually don't know if anybody's ever challenged the degree of uh, relation that's permitted. But this is the kind of thing they would be that they would likely uphold. The question is, would the Supreme Court see being gay as a suspect class, which is how you how you talk about these things like race is? Or would they see it as just something that a, a state has legitimate right to regulate? And that's that's the great unknown. Well, here's hoping that they, they figure out that it, it needs to be handled across the board and then all the states suddenly become. Well, we, no, I don't want that. I want New York to make some fucking money off this for a while. <laughs> no. Take your time. You want oh, rights, New York, you got everything in New York. New York. You want rights, come to New York and we'll give them to you. I can't move to New York. I can't afford it yet. But you can visit. We'll have, you, you know, we're, we're throwing cocktails and cream puff weddings. So we'll be the full wedding planners. We'll sing at your wedding. We'll marry you. Come oh, to New York. Will you do it in nude? Whatever. <laughs> money Depends talks. how much you're willing to pay. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, now you know. It's, you're just in it for the money. I see what you're doing here. Um, yes, I'm a capitalist. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of capitalists, um, actually, there's no way I can segue to this. Massachusetts. Anybody want to do Massachusetts accent? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> I'm trying to think of Ted Kennedy. 
nine chart with hey Christ. I, I came into it but uh all right uh someone read this for me please it's long we're, we're almost done oh. <laughs> Arthur, all right i'll i'll jump david david Nine Springfield, Massachusetts youth have been charged with hate crimes and the beating of an openly gay man. Sergeant John Delaney said the beating occurred shortly after 3 a.m. Tuesday as the 30-year-old victim walked down a Springfield street. Delaney said the victim told police he was then attacked by the suspects who knocked him to the ground, kicked him in the head and abdomen, and punched him in the face with closed fists. He said the females in the group encouraged the males to beat up the victim and others yelled disparaging remarks about the victim's sexual orientation during the task, the attack. MassLive.com has more. Uh, the victim and... <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it verbatim here. Uh, the victim and the people accused of attacking him all live in the same neighborhood. While none of the suspects knew the victim by name, they were familiar with him from the neighborhood police said. The victim told police that a group of youths inside Barrows Park yelled and asked him to come inside the park, said Delaney, aide to police commissioner William J. Fitch. It was badly written. Um, <laughs> the, the victim kept walking and told police he was then attacked, knocked to the ground, kicked in the head and adamant, and punched him in the face with closed fists. Delaney said, during the beating, this is all just saying the same thing. It's over repeating again. the same shit. Okay. Anyway, he was released from the hospital after being treated for head trauma and facial lacerations. What was he wearing is what I want to know. I want to know if he had it coming. <laughs> God. <laughs> Joey. That's why I always wear underwear when I go to the convenience store in the middle of the night. If I get raped, I don't want him to be like, he had it coming. <laughs> oh, God. I don't that think he underwear. had that coming. <laughs> Well, we we wish our best for this individual. Any any one of these days, we'll have a little more time. We could talk about hate crimes and go into death on discussion on that. Although I think that but, was talked about to death on the previous. Uh, but don't it, even think of it as a hate crime. It, it, it's it's about just safety as an American or as any individual. It's your personal safety. We should not have to walk down the streets and worry about some gang kicking our asses. I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Well, maybe the Asians. But I mean, <laughs> the reality is it shouldn't matter who. It should. You just that's that's look, everything anybody in society should be outraged that anybody takes it upon themselves to beat the shit out of somebody else. That's right. personally where I am. Yep. Yep. I agree. See, yeah. I agree. Yeah, consensus. <laughs> Although you know, you know what I was thinking when I uh, read that story originally, I was thinking that in every group of um, homophobic bashers, you know, the, the, a group that attacks a gay person, there's always at least one deeply closeted homosexual. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, and they come out many years later. So it just takes just takes a little bit of time and a lot of alcohol. So. All right, moving on. Last our last story with a little bit of good news. Dan, this wrap this up. Rhode Island civil unions passed the Senate, and last night Rhode Island's controversial civil unions bill passed in the state Senate by a vote of twenty-one to sixteen. The bill now goes to the desk of Governor Lincoln Chaffee, Chaffee? Chaffee. Chaffee, Chaffee. who is expected <clears throat> to sign it over to the protests of some major LG oh, protests. The legislation, which was Overwhelmingly in the state's lower house on May 19th, affords same-sex couples a host of new state tax breaks, health care benefits, and greater ease of inheritance. Rhode Chief. Island is so small. I promise you any of those people who want to get married can, will cross over to Massachusetts, get married there, and carry over their, their rights if Rhode Island recognizes it. Can't you? Don't you have to be a resident of Massachusetts? No. no. Oh, okay. 
I mean, to be honest, for New York, not much has changed here except we can do it here. If we went to Massachusetts and legally got married, New York recognizes all, recognized all the rights and privileges. Oh. Well. Massachusetts used to have a residency requirement, but that dated back to the Civil War because they uh, – or shortly after, I think – because they married interracial couples. And they didn't want people coming from other states just to get interracially married and then go back to their home states where it wasn't legal. And so they put in the residency requirement. But that was repealed – how long ago would that have been? Five years, six years, something like that? Yeah, yes, yes. It wasn't long after marriage equality came anyway. Oh, good. Well, once again, it's it's happening in uh, short spurts in the uh, – yeah, more- yeah, but the thing about that is the reason why the activists wanted him to veto it was because of the religious exemption that's contained in the bill, which makes – arguably makes things worse for gay and lesbian people in the state because it gives them the right – anybody with a – who can claim that um, their sincerely held religious beliefs prevent them from recognizing a civil union – could refuse to refer, to recognize a civil union for any purpose whatsoever. Oh, really? So for, yes. So, for example, a hospital, a church hospital, could refuse to recognize a civil union and not allow the same-sex partner to the bedside of a dying person, for instance. Have you um, read? I'm, have you read the New York? Because in New York, that was one of the reasons we did pass it. We did add that exclusion in. Have you have, have you read the bill yet? I haven't read the bill. No. I, I want to get it sent to you so you can in, interpret. But what it I understand, me. though, is that the religious exemption is far weaker than um, any other. Well, not any other state. Then it's similar to most states. Yes, whereas, it's very much. It's hammered out that basically, if you're, it really is more of if it's a church, we don't, and they don't recognize gay yeah. marriage. They don't have to, but yeah. it can't be like a florist who says, "No, I'm, I'm a Catholic. You, I, I won't work with you." That shit's yeah. not going to fly. Whereas in Rhode Island, anybody can can pull a religion card and refuse to recognize the civil union. And that, that will trump existing laws, which allow, among other things, for hospital uh, access and, and those kinds of things, uh, next of kin status and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so it's arguably worse now than it was beforehand. But that, that actually just may speed up the day when they're, they have full marriage equality. Uh, oh, and by the way, in reference to an earlier story, the Attorney General of New York State is Eric T. Schneiderman. I didn't vote for him. What are you going to say, David? Well, uh, the thing about the the florist refusing to do business with somebody, that's, you know, I mean, I think any business out there for the most part has the right to do that to a certain extent. I mean, if they they do say we reserve the right to, to refuse service to anybody at any time, then, you know, they can do that. The question is how much they want to do that, because especially in a small state like Rhode Island, you're going to start limiting your market pretty darn soon. Right. Uh, so, yes, they could possibly do it. The question is, why would they be that stupid? Well, how uh, how progressive is Rhode Island? Does anybody know? They're progressive. No, 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 no. They're progressive. You can get naked at bars. They have bathhouses. They are progressive. Ooh, is that progressive? So, Actually, sounds like a party help. central. It is exactly. a part. It's a fucking party place. Like Providence. Hells yeah! Oh yeah, I was I I visited Providence once. That was that was an experience. So I worked at a theater in in on the border of of Rhode Island, and we went to Rhode Island every night. Well, there you go, folks. So we will wait to see what happens with that, and probably have some more news for you next week. So that being said, whew, that was a marathon show. Um, let me give everybody a chance to plug what they would like to plug. 
And, and once again, in no particular order, uh, from top left of my screen, uh, let's start with Joey. Oh, well, hi. Nice to meet you all. I want to thank you all for letting me join in with you. It was great fun, and I hope I didn't talk too much. And if I did, you know, deal with it. Um, as long as you're I, funny. <laughs> well, I, I tried. So uh, I am from Cocktails and Cream Puffs. Check us out at Cocktails and Cream Puffs, all spelled out, dot com. And uh, we put out a show every Thursday. All right. Next, we have uh, that Blue Jeans guy, Mr. David, sir. Yes, host of that Blue Jeans Guy podcast, cast, oh, can't even speak, um, mostly weekly personal journal dealing with whatever's going on in my mind, whatever's going on in the world around me, and my take on all that, plus the So You Think You Can Dance update currently with co-host Faye Driver, and I'm kind of hoping maybe a new co-host as the Faye Driver is going to have to uh, bow out pretty soon, unfortunately, uh, so uh, check it out at thatbluejeansguy.com. All right. Thank you, sir. Next, we have Arthur from Emerins. You can get to both of my podcasts, my YouTube videos, my blog, all that stuff at emerins.com, A-M-E-R-I-N-Z.com. And what's your show about? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're an American in New Zealand. Yeah, about me and my life here and being an expat. Actually, more lately about uh, being an expat, but yeah, that sort of stuff. And surviving earthquakes down there. Well, not me so much, but the country. <laughs> Are you still an American, or have you have you have you denounced? I no, I would never denounce. I'm a what's called a dual national, which means I'm a citizen of both countries. Gotcha. You know, which you means- never want to renounce because if you renounce, then every time you cross the border into the U.S., you'd be detained by authorities while they. So New it Zealand because- recognizes it, and the rest of us just say, "Okay, fine." Yeah, because I'm a stupid Amer- I'm a stupid American. How can I become a, a resident of New Zealand? Well, a resident is a whole other issue. That's like a green card, and so what are you? Through. What are you? I'm a citizen. Okay, how do be? I, how do I become a citizen in New Zealand? Well, you have to be a resident for I think it's five years or something like that. I've forgotten the rules changed. You have to, and be there. then you have to file an application, pay a fee, and um, then you go and attend a citizenship ceremony and swear an oath of allegiance to Her Majesty the Queen, her heirs and successors according to law, and you're in. Yeah, because you're not a real country anyway, right? <laughs> no, that's Canada. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask one more question. I know we're trying to close up. But uh, does the American government recognize your dual citizenship? Because I thought if you declare allegiance to another thing, they don't count you. No, it depends. Uh, according to a 1956 U.S. Supreme Court decision, and I looked this up because I needed to know. Oh, my God. You know the year. Okay. <laughs> I you know because it, it, it could no, come this, up. This, this is important. You know, it, it, especially that part for me. That's why I had to turn down a a Senate seat in New York because I'm a prince in a foreign land. (laughs) (laughs) No, the only only way that you will lose or endanger your citizenship is if by becoming a citizen of a foreign country, that was your intent. If you became a citizen of another country in in order to no longer be an American citizen, then you would place it in danger. But if that was not Ah. your intent, then you don't automatically just by becoming a citizen because there's a number of different reasons why people could become a citizen of another country, like by birth, for instance, right, um, or through marriage potentially, um, or through uh, naturalization, which is what I went through. But because I made clear all along that I would never do it if it endangered my citizenship, clearly that wasn't the case. Understood. 
All right. There's that informative news that you only get from this show, folks, or <laughs> Arthur's show, either one. Yeah. All right. Following back onto the track of uh, everyone plugging something, uh, JT, you're next. All right. Who can I plug? I mean, what? What are you plugging these days? <laughs> Nothing, actually. JTonline.com, RomanWarePink.net. I haven't posted anything recently. All right. But you will soon, right? I would love to. All right. <laughs> then last but not least, the guy of many voices, Mr. Seder69 from the world that is the Seder Spear. I I host a podcast called The Seder Spear, which you can find on iTunes. That's S-A-T-Y-R-S-P-H-E-R-E. Or you can find me online at satersphere.blogspot.com. All right, and that wraps up this show. Please join us again next week. And we're kind of trying to get this live show on Pride 48, although with the time constraints, we probably may have to start this sooner because I know that this country boy is basically broadcasting right now. But we normally record on Sunday around 7 o'clock. Uh, that being said, you can also check us out at thisweekingay.com and also in the iTunes store. More information as we get it. So thank you once again, and we'll see you next time on This Week in Gay.